Hello, you have reached the Wild Woman Hotline, a place for visionary entrepreneurs like you to listen in on value-packed episodes for growing your brand in bold and strategic ways. Welcome back to another episode of the Wild Woman Hotline. I am so excited that you are here. And if you are interested in creating a product-based brand and carving out a unique space within a relatively saturated market, this episode is for you. And if we have not met, hello, my name is Tristan. I am the CEO and founder and head brand strategist at Wild Woman House, which is a collaborative brand and marketing agency. And today we have with us Krista Francoeur, who is the founder of Wild Remedies. And we are talking all about her journey to self-discovery, spiritual awakening, but also realizing the potency and the benefits and the magic of flower essences, mushroom essences, and putting these into a luxurious, ritual-based latte elixir that is now going to be featured in Whole Foods. Congratulations, Krista. I cannot wait for you to learn from all of the experience that Krista has with product development, carving out a new niche, identifying a target audience, and ultimately creating something that is so beautiful and so luxurious that women like me who love our beauty rituals are going to jump on board and consume like wildfire. So with no further ado, let's dive in into this conversation with Krista Francoeur of Wild Remedies. Krista, you magical goddess, thank you so much for coming on. I was sharing before we started recording that I am obsessed with your Instagram. It is a whole vibe. So can you introduce your story to the Wild Wind fam and tell us about what got you into product development, specifically the health and wellness space? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. Super, super excited to be chatting with you today. Lots of alignment. And yeah, I mean, I have had quite the journey and I love that we're chatting branding a little bit today. Um, That's actually kind of my background. I am a designer. I've been a designer for, oh gosh, about 14 years now. And I've worked in every industry from you know, agency to government to, you know, having my own agency, designing everything from, you know, brands to apps to physical products. And I really got into uh, creating my business based off of my my own needs. Excuse me. I feel like a lot of health food entrepreneurs have a very similar story where they had a lot of health challenges And then ended up creating something that, you know, helped them or, you know, products that they wanted to help other people with. And, you know, that is very much in in alignment with my story. So um, I have a lot of karma around health. (laughs) That That has kind of been my thing since day one. Ever since I was little, I have struggled with all kinds of health issues. Um, It started with chronic throat infections for years and years and years, um, cropped up into, you know, emotional imbalances. I was getting, you know, severe clinical depression, panic attacks at a fairly young age. Um, and then it morphed into other things, traveled to my thyroid. I had, you know, issues with inflammation, my, my weight. I, you know, at one point I just, I I couldn't even get out of bed anymore. And, you know, this is kind of all pre my quote unquote spiritual awakening, 
right? So um, I think a lot of folks kind of have that experience where before you kind of understand um, that there's kind of more to what we see, (laughs) um, we kind of feel like our circumstances are things that we just cannot change, right? And this is essentially what I was always told too by, you know, my, my, my family of origin, by my doctors, by Western medicine. It's like, oh, well, you know, you just have a broken body. There's lots of things wrong with you and you will just always be like that. And, you know, I think I was on eight prescriptions when I was like 23, <laughs> which is wild. Um, so yeah, I just, I kind of ended up having a paradigm shift in my mid twenties. Um, I watched a documentary that, you know, it was a food-based documentary. I think it was like forks over knives or hungry for change. And that was a really big, like aha moment for me. And around the same time, I also, I think I watched the secret. (laughs) Mm, Potent combination. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So funny. I always say that Netflix saved my life, you know, because I think I was hung over watching Netflix that day. Like I I did a lot of like self-medicating in my twenties. I had a lot of health issues, you know, and I was just making things worse, obviously. Um, but I didn't know that at the time I knew nothing about food. I knew nothing about nutrition, nothing about health and wellness. And yeah, so I, I had my paradigm shift, you know, within a very short period, I kind of went from like zero to a hundred where I was like, okay, like, so now that I know that there's these companies that are like really evil and they put stuff in their product or in their food to make us addicted and all of these things, you know, I went full bore into like veganism for a while and, you know, had had some definite changes in, in my health because I went from eating like garbage to, you know, like green juice all the time. Mm-hmm. Wasn't sustainable. I didn't do that forever. Um, but that did kind of help me, you know, um, help me down my, my, my path and got me healthier, got really interested in the spiritual uh, side of things and jumped down a bit of a rabbit hole there initially started studying the science aspect of it, um, which kind of, I don't know, I feel like that's just what my brain needed in the beginning. I had to be kind of convinced of the science part Mm -hmm. and then started to like, you know, have these experiences where it was like, oh, I can't explain this. And I don't think I'm supposed to. um, (laughs) So I'm just going to go with it. (laughs) And Truly all of those things, you know, just that, that, that whole jumble of, of alchemy and listening to these messages that I was getting, getting from the universe are what led me to, to, to create this company. Mm-hmm. You know, what's crazy. We are like Gemini twins in our experiences, like ah. experienced branding and kind of journey into health. And then I experienced health, my backgrounds in nutrition and dietetics. And then I became a business coach who then evolved to specialize in branding and marketing. How cool. (laughs) We're Gemini twins and where we started and where we are now. I love that so much. That's very rad. (laughs) (laughs) So you also had a stint with Mind Valley, and where did Mm. Mind Valley fit into your journey in starting Wild Remedies in terms of? this spiritual awakening that happened, this health revelation that happened, this huge like realization of needing to take care of yourself better, mind, body, and soul. 
where in the journey, if you were to time map it, did all of these things line up? Because you've worked with Mind Valley, Deepak Chopra, and then Wild Remedies is in the mix and like paint us a timeline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so actually it wasn't that uh, that long from my sort of awakening, right? Mm -hmm. When I watched Netflix and it saved my life. Um, I think I was... They should pay you, by the way. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> royalties for every time I say that <laughs> <laughs> that's like literally like the opposite though I mean like I feel like binging Netflix is not the healthiest thing but I mean <laughs> sometimes some, sometimes it is I guess yeah um yeah so actually it wasn't long after I had that paradigm shift so I I really did like a big 180 around that that point so I went from like rock bottom to the point where I was just like I don't know if I can keep going the way that I'm going like I don't want to live anymore <laughs> to being, you know, in a place where I felt confident and healthy enough to take a job in Malaysia. So during this period, um, you know, everything was being kind of shuffled up, up for me. I was feeling a lot better. I was feeling more adventurous. I felt a lot more confident. I, you know, I, I wouldn't have taken any sort of you know leaps like this to move to another country in my prior state I was so sick that you know I got I, I could barely function and so I went from there to feeling confident enough to start applying for these jobs so at this time I had my own ad agency um, here in Canada and to be honest, I have no idea how I, I ran it with in the physical shape that I was in. Um, you know, I do, I do have a tendency to be quite type A. So I just like push through stuff. Um, but I've always been very entrepreneurial. I think I started that agency when I was around 2024. 20, um, and yeah, so I think it was maybe about half a year after having that paradigm shift, having some very, you know, um, positive steps moving forward with my my health and my spirituality. And then I went through this little period where I was like, I don't want to do what I'm doing anymore. Like not necessarily what I'm doing, but I don't want to be here anymore. I need to do something drastic. And, you know, I was just kind of thinking like, I don't know, like, maybe I'll move to Montreal and start like a nonprofit where I design stuff for company or, you know, for like organizations and stuff that are in need. Like I've always been very sort of like philanthropic minded. I've always wanted to like, you know, help people or help the planet. Um, and so that was always kind of in the back of the mind of my mind. Then I was like, well, you know, designers in Silicon Valley are a really big thing right now. Maybe I'll look at like some tech companies and maybe move to the States. And so I just, I thought I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to look at my app or at my phone and see which apps that I really like using. And I was using Omvana at that time, which is an app by Mindvalley. And I was like, oh, okay, let me check out this, the, this company. Went to their website and it's, I mean, like their marketing and design is bang on, right? Like that's, that's what they do. They're, they're a marketing yeah. company. Um, so I was like, what is this? Like, this looks so cool. And did a little bit of research, applied for a senior designer position. And then in a matter of three months, I was, I literally sold all my stuff and was on a plane wow. and moving over to Malaysia. I didn't even know where it was. I was like, I think it's by Thailand. <laughs> you and me both. I am like geographically challenged. I know where nothing is and it's, it's really bad. Like sometimes I'm like, how do I navigate the world? But then I'm like, I have Google maps and my fiance and that's how I navigate the world. It's crazy. I don't know why I do this, but like, you know, I, I've traveled a lot in my life 
-hmm. And rarely do I research a place before I go. I'm just like, oh yeah, this looks cool. But like, I don't, you know, I don't try to understand the currency. I don't try, like, I just show up and I'm like, which is weird because that's not really like me. Like, like, like I'm quite a planner. Mm. So I don't know why I do that with traveling. And I literally did it with like moving to the other side of the planet, but whatever it turned out, it was, it was, it was cool. It was a really, really good experience. And that opened up, you know, just a lot of doors for me in terms of being immersed in a culture where everybody was into personal growth. Right. Mm -hmm. And we had a lot of, you know, the cool authors and stuff that Mind Valley works with coming through the office. And, you know, we had AFAST, which was really cool. Um, so that was a really, really interesting um, time for me. And I also actually ended up co-founding another health startup while I was working at Mind Valley while I was in Kuala Lumpur with a group of friends and really loved that. I kind of went through like this little period. I, Mind Valley went through a phase where like vision was just super obsessed with like Silicon Valley sort of mentality. And it was all about like must be an A player, must grind, work 24 seven. Like the whole company was really into that for a bit. I think they've kind of switched gears now. And now they're all about like, no, like it's important to like rest and rejuvenate and self-care. But at the period that I was there, it was not that. And so it was all about like, you know, hustle. Like it was very, very hustle mentality. And I was really into that at, at that point. So I had this other startup and, um, you know, it was great. It was such a wonderful experience. We wore so many different hats. We tried so many different things. And then ultimately I, I decided that, you know, I kind of wanted to just like make something for myself. And for some reason, like physical product, like a physical product of some sort was starting to, to pop up in my mind. Mm. Um, and uh, it was about a year or so into being or work, working at Mind Valley. I came home to Canada um, for a month or so. Mm-hmm. Um, during the summertime and was oddly connected. Um, my, my, my ex-business partner reached out and she was like, Hey, Krista, um, I, I have this client. Uh, he has, you know, this really interesting product. He needs, he needs design help. You know, you should meet with him while you're here. And I was like, okay, sure. So I met with this guy and he was telling me about this chaga mushroom tea that he was brewing and selling at festivals. Mm-hmm. And I had never heard of chaga, like medicinal mushrooms were not trending at that point. And so he started telling me about all of the health benefits. And I was like, whoa, like this, Mm -hmm. this is really cool. Like at that point, you know, I thought I was, you know, into all of the wellness things. Like I was, you know, getting fresh spirulina from Bali and like, you know, like all my (laughs) nutritional yeast and just, you know, it was kind of before all of that stuff was, was popular. And, um, so I was fascinated and I was like, okay, I need to, I I need to look into this. Mm -hmm. A couple of days later, I go to a friend's house and, you know, we were just partying, doing mushrooms of a different nature that Mm -hmm, evening. mm -hmm. And, um, uh, she starts talking about chaga again and she's like, oh yeah, like it's really amazing. The first nations have been using it for a really long time, all these health benefits. And I'm like, so odd like somebody just talked to me about this the other day this is so strange this is coming up again then (laughs) about another few days later this all happened within a week I decided to go visit this location so there there's this place it's about 45 minutes from my hometown it's called the center of the universe 
the story is that back in the 70s, an apprentice monk drove up from San Francisco and went to this location, like remote location in Canada, did a bunch of energetic tests and declared it the center of the universe. And since then, it's become sort of like this auspicious place. People come from all over the world to do, you know, like spiritual retreats and, and things there. And I had just discovered it before I had moved overseas. And I made a note that I wanted to go and visit this place when I came back. So I went up there with my with my parents and we were greeted by the uh, gentleman that owns the property. He took us on like a little bit of a tour and we were like, you know, doing some meditations and grounding and all the things. And then at one point he, you know, started showing us things that, you know, you can eat in the forest and he kind of stops and he looks at me and he's like, have you ever heard of chaga? <laughs> and you're like, okay, three times a charm. I get it. That's I was like, goal. I got three it. Times, if I hear something synchronistically three times, I'm like, all right, what's up? <laughs> Seriously. Well, in, uh, in the center of the universe, like, come right. on. Right. right? So I'm like, okay, I got the message. And yeah, so that's when I went back to Malaysia. I started, you know, researching medicinal mushrooms, um, you know, figuring out the best way to consume them, where the most potent extracts and stuff come from. And I just put handmade my, my own tea, my first tea product in my kitchen while I was living in Malaysia. And uh, so Wild Remedies started as, you know, one little tea product. I remember I, I launched the brand at the Bali Spirit Festival, um, and Bali is very close to, to Malaysia, and so mm-hmm. we would just go there for weekends and stuff, and so I went to this festival. My sister lent me some cash. I was, like, broke at the time, and uh, with that money, I, I made the first little batch of tea, went, got table at the Bali Spirit Festival, realized while I was on the plane that maybe it wasn't the best idea to put like 200 tins of mushroom powder in my bag and go to like Indonesia to sell it. Like I I literally like, like didn't even cross my mind until I was on the plane. And I was like, Oh shit. (laughs) Maybe this is a bad idea. And I land and I'm trying to get through security. And of course my bag's going off because it's filled with metal. (laughs) so they pull me to the side this guard guy he's like he's looking at me he's not happy and he starts going through my bag and he like takes one of the tins and he opens it and all this brown powder comes flying out and I was like it's just tea it's just tea and then he's like are you here are you gonna sell this and I'm like "Mm, no 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 I'm not selling it it is (laughs) it's for charity it's for the ball it's for the Bali Spirit Festival charity not selling it and he kind of like he sat there and he looked at me for like a while and then he kind of gave me the nod like to get out of here and I was like oh my god thank god don't take my mushrooms (laughs) or throw me in jail like I was like oh my god what if they think it's heroin or something right you said brown powder I'm like it's not heroin (laughs) yeah and then I sat in like the million degree heat for five days trying to sell hot tea next to an ice cream vendor at this festival like it was just it was a total bust but yeah that's that that that's how we got started that's such an amazing story and I I need to know is the brand that approached you initially with Chaga it wasn't for Sigmatic was it no 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 oh gosh this was just like this was just some dude who was brewing you know Chaga (laughs) in his kitchen like yeah no 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 okay 
No, Four Sigmatic at the time, like they, they, they were the only brand doing any sort of mushroom stuff. And I think they only had 2,500 followers on Instagram at, at, at that time. Cause I was looking, I was like, is anybody else doing anything with these products mm-hmm. or with, with these mushrooms? And yeah, I did find them, but they were very small. So it's been so cool to, to watch them grow. And yeah. I got, I actually um, got a chance to meet uh, Taro at an event that I was at. We were paired as like, kind of like buddies or whatever because cool. I was just like you know a, a newbie in the industry and so yeah I got to meet him which was really cool yeah and I would love to kind of pull that example into how you've differentiated wild remedies but before we even dive into that I just want to speak into the power of the products that you sell especially chaga like Granted, Four Sigmatic was the only one on the market, so that's the one that I used. But like I said, our health journeys, I don't know if I've said this, our health journeys also align a lot. The experiences that we've had, adrenal fatigue, um, I had a lot of digestive issues, had a lot of hormonal issues, had a lot of thyroid issues in the past. And to get my adrenals back into a state of regulation, I had to really watch my caffeine consumption. And so stopping coffee, cold turkey was like not an option because I still needed to function through the day. Mm -hmm. And that chaga um, coffee mix that they make where it has like 10 milligrams of caffeine and then the rest is chaga. That's what bridged me into now just being like a solo decaf coffee drinker. And Mm -hmm. so I like also just the benefits, the medicinal benefits of chaga, both on the physiology, but also like on the subtle body. Like we can talk about the energetics of the subtle body too, when it comes to flower essences, when it comes to mushroom essences, like we can dive full force into that. But I just wanted to share that story with you because like I'm a firm believer in adaptogens, in herbs, in using tinctures and flower essences to really work on your health in a very, very, very gentle way. Mm -hmm. And so before we like kind of dive down that rabbit hole, I think everybody listening will have a better understanding of like how Four Sigmatic paved a path into the um, health and wellness space. And then when you think about wild remedies, what are the things that really, I mean, I, I know, cause like I can see the differences, but I'd love to hear mm-hmm. you explain. What are the things that you see that really differentiate wild remedies from maybe other brands that are on the market? And were there any challenges in you kind of finding that white space and claiming it for wild remedies? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think for me, so I, I became like very enamored with, with, with those types of brands. Right. I was like, this is really cool. I love what they're doing. Um, I spent a bit of time in LA and I was super excited to go to moon juice. Right. And yes. try all of their adaptogenic powders and stuff yeah. and love, love, love what they do. Like mm-hmm. amazing. <clears throat> but I remember, you know, getting back to the place that I was staying at ripping open you know one of their little sachets and going to try one of the products and I was like oh this does not taste good (laughs) (laughs) you know like it was it it tasted very healthy right there wasn't a lot of like yeah it was just the basic herbs and we know that herbs can you know sometimes not taste so great so very pungent very chalky in the back of the throat (laughs) yes they can be they can be um, I, I, I'm a food lover. I have a lot of Venus in my chart. Like as a designer, I just love beauty. I love, you know, I'm very connected to the plant kingdom. I'm not like, you know, 
I, I love studying biology when I was younger. I didn't go full bore into that. I ended up taking, you know, the, the art, the artistic side, the, that route. Um, I am studying more um, herbalism type stuff now. Mm-hmm. But for me, I, I just love things that taste good, that are beautiful. And what I, I saw an opportunity to create something that was very unique, that had, you know, some similarities. I, I saw that there was potential um, as a category there. Mm-hmm. Functional beverages are still, you know, a fairly emerging category. It's very saturated when you consider things like kombucha. But there's really cool new drinks and stuff that are popping up. You know, they're adding adaptogens to like different types of teas and things, which is super cool. Um, but the powdered beverage thing is still fairly, fairly emerging. Um, so the guys at Four Sigmatic did a fabulous job of, you know, kind of starting that trend and, and, and paving the way and doing the education. The education aspect is very, very difficult. It's really cool to see how, you know, even when I first started out and I'm telling people about Chaga, most people were like, what, what the hell is that? And, you know, my, my, my draw was always like, Hey, do you want to come try some mushroom tea? And people would be like, you <laughs> no, like I hate mushrooms. I don't want to drink mushrooms. Like I got that all the time. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like it actually tastes good. Right. Like, cause I would mix it with things to make it taste good. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was a really fun, creative thing to, you know, come up with like all these interesting flavors that I wanted to formulate. So it wasn't just, um, I mean, obviously, the health benefits were extremely important, but I also wanted it to be like luxurious and sumptuous and to be really, really unique. You know, so our first flavors are really cool. Like we have strawberry rose, which is our beauty potion. Um, it has a nutraceutical that I sourced from France, which is clinically proven to plump your skin, has 95% of your daily vitamin C, and it has like real strawberry and rose extract in it. So it's kind of like strawberry milk for adults. Um, so it's very, very different. There's not much like that on the market. Um, our sleepy time potion, almond lavender dream, it has, you know, all of the botanicals that you would want to relax your passion flower, your chamomile, your lavender. Um, but then I've added stuff like amaretto extract Mm. and vanilla extract. Like it just, it smells absolutely amazing. The taste is phenomenal. And then our, our chaga product, right. Is now our spice chocolate. So it's the same amazing chaga extract that I use in our tea. But what I did was, you know, created a, a cocoa with it essentially. Right. So we have organic cacao. It's a little bit spicy. I wanted to have something that was more of like a Mexican hot chocolate. I initially formulated it with cayenne, which is traditionally what you're supposed to have, but we had to deal with health Canada and we ended up having to switch it for black pepper. Um, but it's still awesome, but it gives it that little spicy kick. Um, and so it's just, yeah, like what, what, when people try the products for the first time, like they're always, they're just kind of shocked. They're like, Oh, this actually tastes really good. Like I would drink this every day. And I'm like, perfect. That is exactly what we were trying to achieve. Right. Cause we don't want to like have to, you know, convince people to choke something down because it's good for you. We want it to be, you know, a better, a better for you alternative that you actually want to, mm-hmm. to, to drink every day, like, like a sumptuous treat and elevating your daily ritual. Mm-hmm. You need to connect with Allison Wu and you need to connect with earthy Andy. Those are two huge influencers in the wellness space that would Ooh. adore your brand because okay. what it has the vibe of is like from my perception, it's goddess luxury. It's like mm-hmm. luxury rituals. Yeah. And it's something that is, I mean, you really 
you really understand the palate, like you really understand flavor combinations and how to mask certain things and how to make it a truly, I mean, luxurious and like full palate experience. And like, mm -hmm. I come from a food background. So like, I understand how difficult it can be to balance really pungent flavors and kind of more of those like super earthy groundy flavors that mushrooms have on their own mm -hmm. and the fact that you've done that so well with wild remedies like bravo i'm ordering a three pack do you sell a three pack i'm ordering a three pack a big magic box yes, i'm gonna <laughs> order a three pack i want to try them so bad because like hearing you talk about the way that you formulated them and how much time you put into the flavor profile of them, but then the way that you position it, you get the feel of like a luxurious ritual from it. It's like mm -hmm. total goddess energy from it. And I just, I love that so much. So look up Earthy Andy and look up Allison Wu because they are like the perfect influencers if you need some user generated content. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you for that tip. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So what are your goals moving forward with Wild Remedies? Like, are you hoping to be in Whole Foods? Are you hoping to stay in more of the Air One? Or are you trying to only be an independent seller and never go into bigger retailers? We are doing all the things. I want to see these babies on the shelves everywhere. Mm -hmm. Whole Foods has been, you know, kind of what well, was my initial Holy Grail. I have a, a few Holy Grails. There's Whole Foods. Mm -hmm. There's Anthropology. Mm -hmm. And an Air One would be great. Um, so the products are interesting because they align with a lot of different retail categories, right? So right now we're focused on grocery. Um, we did just pick up a distributor who's going to be focusing more on lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, you can see it, we're in Canada. So I think of like, you know, the, the Indigo bookstores where there's a lot of like really beautiful, mm -hmm. you know, um, there's home decor stuff, but there's also really cool cocktail making things. And, you know, you can get those, um, botanical non-alcoholic spirits. Like it's just beautiful, sumptuous stuff. Like we fit very well into that category. Mm -hmm. Um, beauty as well. Um, beauty from within is, you know, very, very trending now. So we are in the process of getting onto shelves. We did just refer or get confirmation a couple of weeks ago that we are getting into Whole Foods. So that was, yeah, girl. Yeah, it was a very, very long process. We started oh talking gosh. with them just when we launched, actually, in September. We did a trade show and the buyers there really, really loved the products and we thought we were going to be on the shelves in January, like fast track, which is like the dream. Mm -hmm. Um, but that didn't happen. So we will officially be on shelves October, November. Mm -hmm. So it takes like an entire year to get on the shelves at wow. some of these places. It's, it's wild. So it's been a much slower start than I anticipated and the, the, than I wanted, of course. Um, but I mean, we're also in the middle of a pandemic and, you know, the economy is a complete shit show right now. And so I just have, you know, the faith I, I have, um, you know, a roster of intuitives that I have on my team, which have really actually helped, you know, keep me going through, through everything. You know, they've told me like, this is going to be successful. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you know, and deep down, I know that. So, you know, there, there, there are a lot of tough times. Um, being an entrepreneur is hard. <laughs> it can be very lonely. You know, I, I have a small team now, 
Um, but it, it's really been me driving this thing. It's, it's, it's taken me six years to get to this point. Like when I first had that, that conversation with that guy about his, his chaga tea, that was six years ago. Right. And when I had the idea for the, the uh, magic latte collection that took about three years, I sat on that idea for a year met the people that, you know, helped push me forward with that. But it was two years to build the business plan and to get the startup funding and manufacture through COVID and stuff. Like it was, (laughs) it was a lot. Yeah, It's a lot. So yeah, but I mean, everything's unfolding the way that it's supposed to. And Mm -hmm. yeah, very grateful for it all. I mean, looking at it from a grand strategy perspective, which is like my life, my, my oxygen, Mm. everything's there <clears throat> everything is there the social content's amazing the website has such a strong story behind it there's so much passion behind it you embody everything that the brand stands for and so as the founder like when you share your voice and when you show up on camera i was watching some of your tutorials on your instagram and i'm like damn this she is good like I am I am hooked like I want to watch everything that you do with your hands when you're making a potion because I cannot look away so all the pieces are there and I I want to blame it on the pandemic more than anything but can you tell us a little bit about how you have remained so committed to the vision given Mm -hmm. that it's been a six-year journey and I've had a really long entrepreneurial journey too so I can assume what it took but can you tell the listeners the story especially for those that are interested in product-based businesses Mm. you spend a lot of time in research and development you spend a lot of time in (laughs) figuring out marketing and positioning can you tell us a little bit about what that journey took from you and how you keep going Mm -hmm. yeah well I think in the beginning I I was very naive (laughs) I was like well I'm just going to raise a little bit of money, like literally four grand for my sister. I'm going to have them make this product. And then in a year, I'm going to be a bajillionaire because obviously this idea is just phenomenal. <laughs> and, you know, I, yeah, it, it, I, I had, I started at a period of time or at a period in my life where I felt very untouchable and I had a lot of inspiration and excitement and stuff for things at at that period of time. And that was great. Right. I also had the skills that allowed me to create my own website, create my own packaging, all of those, you know, I was able to do a lot of the things without having those startup costs, which I know can be, you know, really difficult um, in the beginning. So it kind of allowed me to create this little MVP to put out into the world. And I just received so much encouragement from people. Um, I think that was really the the biggest thing. I I was so passionate about it. And because of all of these universal, you know, nudges, well, like shoves for me, really, I really did feel like I had done the inner work to align me with what I was supposed to do in, in this lifetime. Like, I just knew that. And because I'm such a spiritual seeker, you know, I sought out, you know, um, energy workers and psychics and things along the way who kind of confirmed those things for me and kept me sort of going. Um, so even though, you know, there were like little setbacks or, you know, I, I mean, having this first tea product, I really had no idea what I was doing. I didn't have a business plan. (laughs) 
I didn't have a product line. I had one product, right? Like, and I was just like, yeah, no, I'm just going to magically show up. We, we actually did. I, I got that product on the shelf at Air One. Like the buyer there, Vicky was like, oh my God, I absolutely love this product. It's great. And they put it on there. But I mean, like we didn't, I, I didn't have the team. We didn't do demoing. Like I had no idea what I was doing. So I just sat there. Like, I don't even know if anybody ever bought that product, but we did. I got it on the shelves there. Um, but yeah, I, what, what really, really, really helped me was getting mentorship. Mm. That was something that I've never, ever had in my life. I'd always done everything all by myself, you know, just naively thinking that you just put something out into the world and then it just, you know, becomes a thing. Um, but having mentorship was huge for me. And when I finally moved back to Canada, I ended up getting connected with a, a consulting company called Good to Grow. I got a grant in, in order to work with them. And I kind of showed up with my, you know, my tea product. And I was like, here, help me. <laughs> <laughs> and because uh, I was getting to the point where I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. Like, I know this is the thing that I'm supposed to be doing, but I've been trying real hard for, you know, a while now and I don't know what to do anymore. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because the intuitive lady that one of, one of the women that I work with, who I've been seeing for about five years now, she, she kind of gives me these, um, these timelines. She tells me that I have these cycles that go from July to July every year. And she kind of gives me like a theme. She's mm-hmm. been right about everything. This, this whole time, but she had told me that I had the cycle coming up that was going to be a lot of product development. And, you know, in my mind, in the beginning, I was like, oh, well, it's obviously because, you know, this product totally takes off and I get to create the product line of my dreams and da, da, da. And here I am getting close to that next cycle being like, you know, this, this isn't going like how I thought it was going. I don't know how I'm, you know, how is more product development going to happen? So at, at this point, I had had the idea for this, what well, now what we call the, the magic latte collection. Um, and I had it prototyped, right? So I had had like this download on a solo road trip down to Utah um, about a, you know, eight months prior. And I furiously designed, you know, just in Photoshop, I was like, this is what the packaging is going to look like. And here's what the flavors are going to be. And I just kind of put all that on paper, so to say. And mm-hmm. I, so I had that. And, you know, as I'm presenting this, this product to these, you know, new mentors, they're going, well, you know, this is nice, but like, it's just like, you need a product line. Like we can't, we can't do anything with this. Or like, do you have anything else? And I was like, well, I have an idea and I showed it to them. And my mentor, Jeff, at the time, he was like, Hmm, he's looking at this and he's looking, he pulls the laptop a little bit closer and he's really quiet. He's like, I think you have a bit of a problem here. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, this will work. He's like, this is phenomenal. What you did here is amazing. He's like, Whole Foods will buy this in a second. Like you have to figure out a way to make it. And I was just like full body chills. Like (laughs) what? Really? Like I didn't expect that. Wow. And I just made it happen. I, you know, took the remaining product that I had. I sold it all at like physical markets Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of doing a lot of online stuff at the time, but I just sold it all. I ended up moving to a town where like, you know, all like markets were a really big thing. So mm-hmm. I sold all the, all of that product and I used it to do the R and D for, for the new, for the new line. And 
And so there we go. We like, we had a full year of product development, just as, you know, my, my intuitive uh, friend said was going to happen. And yeah, just never, it never happens the way that I think it's gonna, right. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but but it it happens. (laughs) You know, what's so cool about that part of your story is that I think when we get latched on to an idea that we're convinced is going to be the thing that works, but then we get that wave of inspiration, it's so easy to say, okay, that's a distraction. Mm. But in this case, that was the winning ticket for you. Like that was the product that you are now getting into Whole Foods. That was the product that is going to scale your map, your business massively. So mm-hmm. I'm going to buy a three pack of like, that was the idea that some people would have maybe been frustrated or intimidated by that wave of creativity and you harnessed it and here you are that's such a cool story to never like never let yourself pass an idea by without at least getting your feet into it a little bit and like at least getting your your hands dirty just a little bit and playing with it and seeing with it and like never throwing an idea out just because you're focused on something else Mm -hmm. that's something that I've also worked with intuitive coaches on, and that's something that I've had a lot of challenge around is, you know, my creative waves, I don't call them waves. They're like hurricanes, like they're yep. tidal waves. Like when they mm-hmm. come in, I get like a thousand ideas at once and then there's a drought and then I get a thousand ideas at once and then there's a drought. Mm-hmm. And it's really, my challenge is sitting with all of those ideas and kind of sorting through which one I want to take action on. And so can you talk a little bit about the creative process. And I think that would just be a great place to end on in terms of like, what does the creative process look like for you? How have you cultivated self-trust to be able to receive a concept and then decide, is this something I want to take action on? Or is this just a cool idea that I had? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think for me, when I get you know, this, this burst of inspiration that, you know, gives me enough energy to furiously, you know, you know, put, put all of my energy into formulating something or designing or prototyping something. It's because it's like a full body thing that is like shoving me in that direction. Like, like it's, it's almost like, like a possession, right? Because, you know, there, there, there can be little ideas and stuff that, um, pop up, but I'm not one of those. Yeah. I, I'm not the type of creative where, you know, I'm constantly inspired about all of these different things and, you know, kind of like wasting time, fleshing little things out and getting off track. Um, I do get a little bit overwhelmed sometimes when I do get, you know, things that come through where it's like, oh, you know, this flavor profile would be really cool. And, oh, I should really like incorporate more wild crafting. And I'm really getting into all these like new herbs and da, 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 and it, there's all of this stuff that's kind of floating around. Right. Um, and so I feel like it's kind of my job to collect those things, put them down, you know, in a list on paper or something. And then revisit them when that next wave, when that next big push comes, right? So that first big push was all of the crazy serendipitous stuff that happened, like right after I had kind of decided that I wanted to create a product of some sort. 
um, when I had the download for the um, Magic Latte line, I had actually just gone through a really, really traumatic breakup. And I was a complete disaster. (laughs) And I'm going on the solo road trip, running away from my problems. And it was just like a big thing. Like it just, just kind of hit me while I was on a drive. My Airbnb that evening was like a glamping teepee on the side of the road somewhere in Idaho. And I couldn't wait to get there to like jump into, you know, the bed, the four poster bed in this glamping teepee and just like, you know, furiously design this, this concept or put this concept on, uh, on paper. (laughs) And so when it's, when it's that exciting and when it gives me that much energy and that much drive, then I know that that's the thing that, that, that I need to be focusing on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I go through these lulls where it's like, oh, I don't really feel in- inspired by anything right now. And, you know, like, like, like it's kind of, I don't know, to me, it's very cyclical or almost like a wave when it needs to happen. It just, it'll come in and it'll, and it'll push me. Mm-hmm. Are you a manifester? Manifesting generator. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Cause you're talking about the waves of inspiration. I'm like, that sounds like a manifester if I think uh, correctly. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I think, you know, learning your creative waves and learning how to work with them and everybody listening, like creativity does not necessarily mean illustration or design, like creativity Mm -hmm. is literally just creative energy. So even if you are in the heaviest of, you know, science industries and you deal with data all day long, like you are still a creative being because you're making something like everybody is creative because we make something and learning how to work with your creativity is something I can tell from your story that you have really honed in on. And that's what has allowed you to make so many pivots, but also create so much success in all of your different avenues that you've went down. So Mm -hmm. it has just been so freaking cool to talk to you. I, <laughs> we have a lot in common. Like I said, we're, we're Gemini like mirrors for each other in terms of our life path and our health experiences. So that's really cool. It was just such an honor to meet you and please let me know how I can buy. I'm going to order it on your website. I'm looking right now. I'm going to buy a three pack <laughs> and I cannot wait. Like that lavender nighttime latte elixir is like calling my name. I need that in my life now. <laughs> Everybody needs it in their life. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Hey, okay, so if you had to leave the Wild Women fam with any message about creativity, entrepreneurship, health, uh, spirituality, like you choose what you're feeling called to, but what would you like to leave everybody with? Mm-hmm. Um, well, what I think is really important, you know, for for, for, for just being fulfilled in, in this lifetime is to, you know, generate peace by finding your purpose. Right. And, you know, our purpose, which is like our Dharma, what we're meant here to be, I feel like we kind of walk this planet feeling very unfulfilled until we figure out what that is. And, it's attainable for all of us. I mean, it it still can be a very difficult journey. Like I feel like I'm doing my Dharma, but there's, you know, it's life. This is like a very long journey. There's going to be periods where stuff is really hard. I was just saying before, you know, we got on this call, like, 
eclipse season has been kicking my ass and I've been doing a lot of like healing work recently, bringing up a lot of emotional stuff. I still get, you know, waves from just like, what am I doing with my life? Like things aren't working out exactly the way that I thought they were going to. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I feel like it's so important to have more people wake up to what they're meant to do in this lifetime. I feel like we all are here to play a specific role. Um, and there's so much support out there when we look for it, when we ask mentorship, you know, if you don't have mentorship yet, get some, you know, feel free to, to reach out to me. You know, my, my email is on our website, wildremedyshop.com. Um, happy to share, you know, any resources or anything. What I love about, you know, the female entrepreneurship community is just how collaborative we are. You know, I love doing business with other women, like everyone there's just, and even in the health food industry, there's no, like, it's not cut through competition. It really is like a community where everybody is just trying to help each other, Mm -hmm. which is so wonderful. And that is really the direction that we need to go, um, just in a, on a collective level in order to survive as a species. So the work that we're doing, especially, you know, as, as women is extremely important because we are the ones that are generating a lot of the the change that needs to happen in in the world right now. I'm going to give that a big, huge aho. Amen. Hell yes. I, we are very aligned in that respect. And it's just so wonderful to hear you speak into that. And I can tell like how heart centered it is. And that's really, really beautiful. And I know that that touched a lot of people listening. So thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you. Krista, thank you so much for coming on. I am obsessed with Wild Remedies. I, like I said, for the fifth time in ordering a three pack once I, <laughs> once we get off this recording and I am going to definitely do everything I can to support you with getting your brand to where it needs to be because I believe in the mission. It's so beautiful, something truly unique. And I can tell that it's an artistry and a craft for you. And I really respect that. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. Thank you so much for having me. All right, gorgeous. That is a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Wild Woman Hotline with Krista Francoeur. I hope you enjoyed learning from Krista's experience, the six-year journey of launching this brand to then arrive at the pinnacle of getting into Whole Foods only to blow up from there. Keep your eyes peeled on Wild Remedies. And if you, like me, are curious and are so into potions, elixirs, remedies, I 10 out of 10 suggest that you check out Krista's Instagram at wild underscore remedies and head on over to her website, wildremedies.com. I am getting my hands on that three pack. I said it a gazillion times and I am going to consume every last drop of those beautiful, beautiful, beautiful elixirs. And I hope if you are interested that you do the same. And if you love today's show and you wanna show us some love and help promote this episode with Krista, the best way to do that is to leave a review on Apple Podcast and or a rating because when you do so, you're telling Apple that the Wild Woman Hotline is a kick-ass show that more people need to know about. And I, of course, would be so appreciative if you showed your support by leaving us a rating and review. So appreciative that if you do so and you take a screenshot, email it to us at podcast at wildwomanhouse.com and I'm gonna send you a free gift in the mail because I am so grateful for you taking the time to show this show some love. (laughs) 
<laughs> all right, that's all I have for you today, Wild Woman fam. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now go pursue that dream, chase that big vision, and bring that impact and income that you want to life. <laughs>